0: December 4th. Our reading in the New Testament today will be from the book of 1 John, chapter 4, verses 1 through 21. Love is evidence of salvation. If you're born of God through faith in Jesus Christ, you have his nature within. Now, since God is love, his children who have his nature should also manifest his love. The children, in other words, should be like the Father. Our love for others makes God's love real and visible to them, so we can better witness to them about Christ. Now, it also makes uh, God real and personal to us. The merely reading in the Bible about God's love is not enough, is it? Now, seek to experience that love in your heart by sharing it with others. That's like priming the pump, that's how. We get the love out. Just as truth is victorious over lies, love is victorious over fear. As you mature in your love for God, you realize that you have nothing to fear. Your Father has everything under control. You trust those you love, right? And faith and love will give victory over fear. And now let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. December 4th, 1 John chapter 4 verses 1 through 21. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. This is the way to find out if they have the Spirit of God. If a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ Became a human being, that person has the Spirit of God. If a prophet does not acknowledge Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the Spirit of the Antichrist. You have heard that he is going to come into the world, and he is already here. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won your fight with these false prophets, because the Spirit who lives in you. Is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. These people belong to this world, so they speak from the world's viewpoint, and the world listens to them. But we belong to God. That is why those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. That is how we know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. Dear friends, Let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is born of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much He loved us by sending His only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. This is real love. It is not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and His love has been brought to full expression through us. And God has given us His Spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the father sent his son to be the savior of the world. All who proclaim that Jesus is the son of God have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in him. God is love and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. But we can face Him with confidence, because we are like Christ here in this world. Such love has no fear, because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of judgment and this shows that His love has not been perfected in us. We love each other as a result of His loving us first. If someone says, I love God, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God, whom we have not seen? And God Himself has commanded that we must love not only Him, but our Christian brothers and sisters too.
1: In recognizing your weakness, it drives you to God, immediately to God. Believing in faith that He's the fountain He claims to be. That He's the source and the helper that He claims to be. That He is one of unlimited resources. That He does not greedily hand out to children, but He lavishes upon us. So see, your problem is that you're really not recognizing your weak. Or you recognize you're weak, but you just stay there in your weakness. The thing is, your weakness ought to drive you to God. I saw someone last night, and I dealt a long time with them. Precious little girl. She recognized her weakness. She recognized her frailty. She recognized her sin. She recognized there were some things in her life she couldn't overcome right now. But here was her problem. She would see her sin, and because of the work of the devil, and sometimes our own heart condemning us, she would put herself in the penalty box every time that she sinned. Well, you can't go to God right now. You can't just keep running back to Him. I mean, you sinned yesterday and you repented and asked for forgiveness. Now you've done the same exact thing today. I mean, you run back to Him. You're just a hypocrite. You don't appreciate God. You don't have a high view of God. What do you think? God just hands out pardon to everyone? And isn't that what we do? And isn't that what we think? We sin, a sin that we've already sinned and already repented of, and because of it, we think we need to put ourselves in a penalty box for a little while at least, a couple of days, and try to work our way back into favor before we come to God. Because if we we think, actually, you mean if I go back every time I do this, just immediately, not only going back and asking for forgiveness, but expecting forgiveness. Isn't that hypocrisy? Isn't that a low view of God? Isn't that treating God as a forgiveness machine? No, it's being biblical. It's what poverty of spirit is supposed to do to us. talking to genuine Christians who really want to be something they are not yet, but when they find themselves frail and they find themselves weak and they find themselves sinning the same sin, they kind of huddle over here and wait, maybe read their Bible a few days, pray some more, show God they're really sincere before they run over there and actually try to get some forgiveness. No! One of the great joys of my life is when I discovered that the moment I sin the sin, I always sin, my first response ought to be to latch a hold of Christ and not beggarly, not thinking, oh, here I am, you ought to strike me down. But no, I latch a hold of Christ saying, I believe your promises. I am in a different realm. I am free. I am a saint. I've been moved out of Adam in condemnation and law. All of it was paid for on that tree. When he died, he knew all of it. He forgave all of it. I'm free. It's absolutely spectacular.
0: Psalm 123, verses 1 through 4. We'll see that uh, throughout their history, the Jews have often had to endure the scorn and contempt of their enemies. The world does not love God's people. As we make our way on the narrow road that leads to Zion, we run up against the crowd going in the other direction. No wonder there's a clash. What do we do? Well, number one, as we'll read here in this psalm, we look to God's heaven. If you look at the enemy... You'll get discouraged. So look by faith to the God of the universe who reigns in heaven. Psalm 121 shows you how. That's a good one to always reread. Look to God's hand. That's number two. He is the master. We're the servants. And he tenderly cares for his own. Just be sure your ears are open to whatever orders your master wants to give to you. And finally, number three, look for his help. Adequate mercy is available for you when your heart is filled with pain. Let God's words of strength drown out the enemy's words of scorn. Psalm 123, verses 1-4 through 4, A song for the ascent to Jerusalem I lift my eyes to you, O God, enthroned in heaven. We look to the Lord our God for His mercy just as servants keep their eyes on their master, as a slave girl watches her mistress for the slightest signal. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy, for we have had our fill of contempt. We have had our fill of the scoffing of the proud and the contempt of the arrogant. Proverbs 29, verses 2 through 4 When the godly are in authority... The people rejoice, but when the wicked are in power, they groan. The man who loves wisdom brings joy to his father, but if he hangs around with prostitutes, his health is wasted. A just king gives stability to his nation, but one who demands bribes destroys it.